Welcome to Who's to Blame, the podcast, episode 347. I'm your host, Dre Montez. And Who's to Blame is your sports and entertainment podcast. It's way back Wednesday. What it do Wednesday. And also, thank you to the great title sponsor, The Weed Squad. Go to weedsquad.com for your medicinal information. And don't forget, they have a store location now located at 8088 Watson Road. That's theweedsquad.com. And also brought to you by Nextcore. Go to thenextcore.com for more information and find out about your next co-networking, co-working space. That's thenextcore.com. Well, being that it's way back Wednesday, I'm, I'm in that type of a mood to think about the, the good old days of, of yesteryear that I like to call it the days of yesteryear. You know, when times were a little different than they are right now, they're a little different right now. And also got some NFL news we're going to run down, getting ready for a great college football weekend. Always looking forward to that college football. It's getting more and more exciting. And yes, I'm still blaming Nick Zabin for what happened to Tua. I'm still blaming Nick Zabin. But we're going to start off today with football. Monday night football in Mexico City. You had the L.A. Chargers and the Kansas City football chiefs. Say it what you want to. Say it what you will. I know what Pat Mahomes did last year. I know what he's done this year. I know what he has done thus far throughout his career. But they still have to play the season. And the season must be played offensively, defensively, and special teams. And the way I'm looking at it right now, I just don't see in Kansas City being that team, not because it's Andy Reid, and we know how Andy Reid is in December, in January. It's just a simple fact. of Kansas City defense, lack of stopping the run. Lack of stopping the run. That's the only thing I can see stopping Kansas City. And also you got Tyreek Hill, who is having an MRI, so he's questionable about his next gameplay. As a Denver Bronco fan, thank God he's hurt. <laughs> but really and seriously, if Kansas City can stop the run, I could really consider them going very far throughout the AFC into the playoffs. But right now I'm questionable about that defense. And on to the Chargers. I'm a huge fan of Phillip Rivers, huge fan. I actually wanted him to go to Denver after Peyton Manning. I really did want him to go to Denver. I wanted this man to get some postseason love, possibly get a little touch of the Super Bowl, but that is not going to happen as old man winner has hit our man, your favorite and mine, Phillip Rivers. And the reason I have such a man crush on Phillip Rivers, I saw Phillip Rivers play in college. I went to the NC State game when they beat Florida State when Bobby Bowden was the head coach. Yes, that Florida State and Phillip Rivers and Champ Bailey were on the same team, Champ Bailey's brother, Boss Bailey, and they tore down the goalposts. What a game. So I've been a fan of Phillip Rivers since then. Now went to the NFL. The offensive line kind of let things go sour. They had some problems at the running back position in the days of Darren Sproles coming in and leaving and now with Melvin Gordon III. But it's just not there. Keenan Allen is doing the best he can. That defense with Bosa is doing the best they can. 
but just far as football skill itself from the quarterback position, we're not getting out of it what we thought we would get out of Philip Rivers. And it's sad to see that going down the way that it is going down. But wow, football in Mexico City. Don't know if you saw the game or not, but I'm quite sure you can Google it or YouTube it. And you tell me where the fans kicking. I have a lot of friends and family members and loved ones that have been to Mexico, want to go to Mexico. I've never been one, one to want to go to Mexico. After watching that on Monday Night Football, I want to go to Mexico now. I want to go. I mean, they look like they were just kicking it. I mean, I love Mexican music. I love it. I love a mariachi band. I can move with it. I can groove. One of my favorite movies with Mark Anthony and Jennifer Lopez is El Cancante. Uh, El Cante. Hey, if you've never seen it, I guarantee you stand up dancing when you watch it. But they made me feel like I should have been at that damn game. I mean, they were kicking it. <laughs> they were kicking it. And then lo and behold, Mr. Butt Fumble himself, Mark Sanchez, is on television again, folks. Mark Sanchez, I think, has found a calling in being a TV analyst or sideline reporter for the NFL. But great job and glad to see that somebody did not give up on him. And I don't do this often, but great job, great job by the NFL on capturing Mexico City the way they did. But that was a hell of a game on Monday night between the L.A. Chargers and the Kansas City Football Chiefs. And I got a footnote commentating in the NFL. Is it just me? Does Troy Aikman sound like Dan Deodorf? He sounds just like him. And I'm thinking Romo and Aikman need to call a game together. When I hear Romo call the game, he is so damn smart. He can articulate. He can break down the offensive scheme, the defensive scheme. Even before it happens, he can do that. But sometimes it gets a little bit damn annoying. And Troy Aikman bless his heart, he still think he can play. Not this past Monday night game, but last Monday night game, he was yelling at the screen like he wanted Phillip Rivers to do it, uh, get in the game and do it for him. So I kind of think I want to hear Troy Aikman and Tony Romo call a damn game. I would really like to see that. I really would. I would really, I really would like to see that. Like to really get a good kick out of seeing Tony Romo and Troy Aikman call a damn football game. That would be that would be pretty good. That really would. On this way back Wednesday, though, throughout Major League Baseball, we know what is going on with the Houston technology allegations of stealing signs, banging trash cans, whistlings, you name it, the Houston Astros are in that boat. Somehow, some way, in some reason, they have always come up in there. But since it's Wednesday, and I'm feeling in a way back way, remember the days of baseball when there was no interleague? Oh, it was beautiful. When the World Series was really more anticipation because those two teams hadn't faced each other yet. When the coaches actually had to coach. When the videographer had to really do some homework. I miss the days of no interleague. I really do. Those were the good old days of baseball. It really is. Technology is awesome. It really is. But somehow, 
some way, I wish that we could get. We've had it before in music, how they recreated Michael Jackson at a concert, how they recreated Led Zeppelin. I mean, I'm sorry, Jerry Garcia. They recreated these moments for us to feel as though they were still here. Is there a way for the NFL and NFL films to put together a Monday Night Football show with the hologram of Howard Cosell, Frank Guilford, and Dandy Don Meredith. I would like that. I know I was just talking about baseball and the technology thing, but technology in the NFL, I think we can pull that off. I really do. I really think we could pull that off. That would be pretty damn good. That really would. That would be pretty awesome if they could do that. That really would be pretty awesome if they could pull that off. But back to baseball. I miss those days, though. I miss those days. And I know baseball is celebrating its anniversary. I wish somehow, some way, anniversary of the strike, meaning it was 30 years ago, somehow, some way, sorry, 25 years ago, if they could let the fans partake in the promotional activities of Major League Baseball this year, if they would let the fans take that right there, let us take control of Let's bring the fun back in baseball because this Houston thing and this cheating using technology to cheat to have that advantage it kind of pisses you off in my days of softball I knew guys that took advantage of the game that found a loophole i.e. through sports medicine steroids or shaved bat or loaded bat whatever way it was someone was trying to have an advantage and when I found out about the advantage and knew who the player was and we're playing against this team, I would do everything in my power to try and strike the person out or make them look like an idiot for cheating. I see no point in cheating. You know, like everybody says, who cares? Work harder. So I'm going to take it another level. Who cares? Work smarter and harder. Let's take it on that level. Too many times we're getting these athletes saying they didn't know. You knew good damn well what you were doing even before you did it remember your parents and grandparents used to tell that you were a kid you knew you were about to do it before you did it and you look at them with the jedi mind trick like what the hell just happened that's what's going on with this cheating they have opened up pandora's box and major league baseball does not know what to do does not know what to do it's like in school right now. You can't take the kid's cell phone away from them now because you never know what an emergency may bring. You don't know what an emergency is to them. So hands off the cell phone. So it's going to be hands off right now through this technology situation. Some of these guys right now are much smarter than your top Major League Baseball officials. They weren't hands on when the technology came out the way these younger kids have been since it started. So they have the upper hand. And into Major League Baseball, figure out a way to get this. I don't think there's a way to stop it as fast as we think it is. It's going to take some time. I think they need to reach out to other sports leagues and see what they have done when it comes to policing the technology advantage in cheating in sports because it does exist. Cheating in sports does exist. Have I ever cheated to gain an advantage? I helped get a player on a team that I knew was on steroids and I knew used a loaded bat. So I would have to say, yes, that means I participated in that. 
Did it work? No. No, because he was an idiot. He had no athleticism whatsoever, and it was a bad move by all. But the great thing about it, it only lasted three games. So I applaud us for doing that right there. I applaud us for that. Hey, it's holiday season. Whether you're looking for gift certificates or a place to host your holiday party or birthday party, you can reach out to one of the sponsors. You have Game 6 Honky Tonk Joint located in downtown St. Louis, just blocks away from Bush Stadium. In historic Soulard area, you can stop by Great Grizzly Bear, as I say, for your holiday party or gift certificates, as well as the Wood Shack, Hammerstones. And if you get to Hammerstones for breakfast, try the Who's to Blame special. It's grits with cheese, two sausage patties, a tall PBR, and a shot of Fireball. That right there, get the day going right there. Ninth Street Deli at Howard's, a great football stomping ground on Saturdays and Sundays. Also great for live music. And you're looking for sandwiches for the office or for your holiday season, check at Ninth Street Deli at Howard's. Try my favorite sandwich, the St. Louis, right there. All you golf carters out there, for your golf cart insurance, you can reach out to All State Insurance, located in the heart of Soulard on 12th Street. Hello, Jim and Julie Price, right there at All State Insurance, right there. And I know everybody has car troubles every now and then. You can reach out to A Always Towing as well. College football is where it should be at. Is Alabama getting the respect it deserves? Is this it for the tie? Is it time for a new champion? But always happens every year, November and December, bring out the craziest damn things in the world. Let's just say, let's just say Georgia loses this weekend. Ooh. If Georgia loses this weekend, Clemson loses this weekend, the Ohio State loses this weekend, Minnesota wins, Auburn wins, LSU loses, and Florida wins, I'd be a happy man. But none of that stuff will happen. I'm always looking for controversy on series. I want somebody to throw some hot coffee on somebody when when the poll or the results come out on Sunday. If you miss all of college football on Saturday and you wake up Sunday and you're watching your sports news and you find out there was an upset, I wanted to hit you so hard you throw some hot coffee on somebody. (laughs) Who's to blame? Don't forget you can follow us through social media as well. On Facebook, who's to blame? Instagram, who's to blame? The podcast, Snapchat, Dre Montez, and Twitter, at W2B. Let's get on Twitter. That's at W2B, Dre Montez on Twitter right there. Several ways you can follow the show. You can also reach out to us through email at moredremontez at gmail.com right there. Also in downtown Bell Vegas as they're getting ready for a little Christmas setting in downtown Belleville. That's what I love about small towns, man. They really take the holiday theme and show you a great time. It looks like a little snowball in a glass in downtown Bell Vegas. We'll stop on by one of the many sponsors for a gift certificate, stocking stuffers, a possible spot to host your holiday party or handle your catering needs as we have Cosmic Comic Books and Collectibles in downtown Bell Vegas as well. Something for the kid in you, also the adult in you. You have 7th Street Bar, 
and Sushi Bar as well. Tavern on Main, Margaritas on Main, The Office Lounge, and Rogers Place. All would take care of you this holiday season. And if you're looking to do some roofing work or get some siding done for your loved one this holiday season, reach out to R&R Services at 618-257-8644. Use the promo code Who's to Blame. On this What It Do Wednesday, Who's to Blame Wednesday, I'm still having thoughts of yesteryear. You know how music has changed, how it has evolved. Something I want to bring back, and I totally, I think everybody's forgotten about neo-soul music. I love me some neo-soul music. I was living in Charlotte, North Cackalack when it hit its top peak performance. When it came out, it was hot. You know, I got the bell bottoms on and the dashiki. The fro was tight and music soul child, Indie Ari. I mean, Jill Scott just, just filling the air of neo-soul music. I think that was my next music stop after hip-hop. Because I'm a hip-hop man. I love me some hip-hop. Rap has changed its whole genre. Country has changed a little bit. We got Hunk Billy right now out there. So music is all over the place right now. But 15 years ago, you wouldn't believe how music was 15 years ago. <laughs> I totally forgot about some of these songs. I was playing that game of 15 years ago. 2004, November, music was totally different. The world was totally different. The lifestyle was different. And I was only 34 years old, 15 years ago. <laughs> but Outkast had that jam. Hey, now. Yeah, buddy. Love me some Dre. I love me some Dre, man. I love that. And also he had Maroon 5. She said too many times before, this heart has taken a toll on me. She said goodbye. That was my jam right there. For one, Julia Roberts sexually asses in the video. Yeah, yeah. But one song that I totally forgot about. You know, I give Adele, Sam Smith, in a TV show, This Is Us, a real hard time. For the simple fact why, kids, they all have sad shit. They're never in a good mood. Nothing comes out of those three. Sam Smith, Adele, in a TV show, This Is Us. It had me thinking back 15 years ago, Hoobastank. <laughs> The reason of one, oh my goodness, oh, <laughs> oh my God. I totally forgot about that song by Hoover Snake. If you listen to that song, you need a hug from several people. If you listen to that song with no lights on and the curtains closed, you need several hugs from people. That song is totally, totally different. <laughs> And you have my man, Tim McGraw. Oh, my goodness. Oh, live like you would die. That was my jam. I saw Tim McGraw in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm not going to lie. I was in radio in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time. So I had pretty good damn seats. Tim McGraw comes out on stage. The women are losing their damn mind. The place is going nuts. There's one light that's just shining down on him, on that hat as he's down, and he is just standing there. 
picture with him. And then the another light shines just on his belt buckle. I scream like I'm about to see the Jacksons as a kid. Oh my goodness. Tim McGraw, if you've never seen Tim McGraw in concert, I don't know what to tell you. You're missing out on something. You're missing out. And also, Luscious Jackson. I bet it wasn't 15 years ago, but who can let Luscious Jackson go? Oh, oh, that was 15 years ago. Luscious, Lucius Jackson. Lucius Jackson. Naked Eye. With my naked eye, I saw you. With my naked eye, I saw you. And also, Rod Stewart. Yeah. Slay Well Me, Slay Rail Me by Rod Stewart. So 15 years ago, music was totally, totally different. I love playing that game of what happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and so forth. But music has really, really taken a whole new level with me right there. It really has. It really has. <laughs> TV's not far behind either. TV's not far behind either. Movies are not far behind. Documentaries, Netflix, it's all changing. But one thing that has not changed, I noticed, and who's to blame for that? In cop shows, anything dealing with a police officer or law enforcement, why is there always a problem? The wife, girlfriend, side chick, side dude, kids always have a problem with the law enforcement person going to work. I've never known people get upset. You're, you're an FBI profiler. You can't get mad. I have to go to work. I have to go to work. But you always go to work. When are you going to put your family first, Stephen? It's even law enforcement. I'm protecting our city, our town, our country. I'm the sheriff. You can't get mad. I have to go to work. Someone was murdered. I have to go to work. Daddy, if you love me, you would be here. <laughs> It just never fails me. King's executive, Jeff David, sentenced to seven years in prison after stealing $13 million. He almost got away with it. Almost is not good enough. Almost getting caught and getting away with it. A totally, totally different damn thing. His ass got caught. It goes to show you that greed is something else. You can't put somebody around you and they're not his financial pockets are hurting this man is around billionaires and this man is barely rubbing two nickels together so he got a little hungry and fed himself well but he's going to prison for seven years what type of prison he going to i don't know and like i said about netflix i don't know how if you've seen the unabomber or not but the unabomber is an excellent documentary, excellent documentary, excellent show, true events, whatever you want to call it, outstanding job on the Unabomber. But watching it, I noticed something. His behavior, his everything about him reminded me of John Nash, who is John Nash, a beautiful mind. Russell Crowe portrayed him. They are exactly the same type of person. If you watch the Unabomber, watch A Beautiful Mind. Or even read up on both of them. Completely 
One was born in 1928. One was born in 1942. Obviously, John Nash was born in 1928. And the Unabomber, Ted Krasinski, was born in 1948. But total different people. But the similarities are amazing to me. But check out the Unabomber on Netflix. If you have or have not seen it, check it out. And I'm quite sure everyone has seen, has seen a beautiful mind. Beautiful mind. I tell you one thing that's real beautiful, this NFL schedule, the way it is coming together, how it's all figuring itself out, the pieces of the puzzle, what teams we know for sure are not going to be in it, Denver Broncos, Tennessee Titans, Washington Redskins, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, shall I go on? There's several teams not going to be in it. It's a bunch of frauds out there. I got a couple of frauds out there I want to talk about. These four teams here cannot stop the run. You can't go into January if you can't stop the run. The Kansas City Football Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys, the San Francisco 49ers, and the New England Football Patriots. It's not T12's fault they can't stop the run. And why is everybody thinking there's something wrong with Tom Brady? You know, there's nothing wrong with Tom Brady. Until you beat him, the man has six rings. He has six rings. Six, he's a goat. Leave him alone. Him and daddy just arguing right now. That's all. That's all. I'm wondering what midseason changes these four teams can make to help them stop the run. Kansas City big time cannot stop the run. Dallas is really showing its lackluster performance in stopping the run by the way Detroit ran all over them. They're showing signs that we saw what Arizona did to San Fran last weekend. And we've always known that the Patriots can't stop the run, even though they have the number one defense overall. But if you break it down to its purest form, the Patriots cannot stop the run. Plain and simple, pure is that. So I'm wondering how this can be adjusted, fixed, practice squad movement, more emphasizing on what the weakness is up front, the linebacking core. What is going on with us stopping the run? But those four teams right there are in dire need of something, something, get them in right there. And before I get up out of here, I would love to pose a question. You guys can respond to me through social media. But what is that adult item this holiday season? I mean, it was a TV for years and gaming devices and recliners uh, barbecue grill, arcade, pool table, but what is the adult gift this year? I don't know. I wrote Santa already. I put my list into Santa. Yes, I put it in before Thanksgiving. I've been really good this year. <laughs> Santa-wise, I've been really good this year. But I put that out there, and I want to see how far can it go with what is that go-to it gift for the adults this year, for the male. For the woman in your life, what is the gift? You know, there's not Valentine's Day. There's not your birthday. There's not your anniversary. I'm talking about for Christmas. What is the gift? What is it? I want to know. I want to know what it is. I've been looking at television and the commercials and looking online. And I just don't see that one gift that has popped out and like, ooh, I got to get that. I got to get that. There's some out there. But not just for Christmas, though. I'm telling you, those other gifts out there that you see, you can get those any time of the year. But what I'm talking about right now is that go-to item. 
that go-to item. I mean, I used to take time and consideration, great penmanship. I would write my Christmas letter out with great thought. I had a plan. I would sit at the kitchen table. No radio on, no TV. This back in the Dizzy. I think I wrote my last Christmas letter to Santa, 1981, November. Real talk, true story. I'm going to contact my mama, see if she can find it. Because I found out there was no Santa in 1982. Broke my damn heart there was no Santa. You mean to tell me I was writing those letters for nothing? I just could have told you and my daddy what I wanted for Christmas. <laughs> we went all the way around the barn house. And all I had to do was tell y'all, I'm up for being good in school for a make-believe person. And I could have just been my damn self and still got the gifts. I still never got that racing car set that I wanted from 1978. Never forgot that. I thought maybe my parents forgot about it. Maybe they misplaced it. That happened one year. They hid a toy in the house and forgot where it was at. But I found it. That was hilarious that I had found it. That was hilarious. Pretty hilarious when you find your own Christmas gift that your parents forgot that they hid. I think I found it like five months later. That was hilarious. But seriously, I did still write a letter to Santa and put on there my wish gifts, my wish list for some new bells and whistles for the podcast. I hope Santa heard it. <laughs> it is something wrong with me. It really is. But it won't be anything wrong with me if everything goes the way it should be throughout the NFL and college football this upcoming weekend. And also congratulations to that man. Mello is back. He's with the Portland Trail Blazers. Don't know how that first game went. I give it a high C. I give it a 